hello and welcome to this new episode of Confessions of a Mom. My name is Karina and it's an honor and a privilege to come onto this platform and be with you today. Today's topic, we're going to talk about anxiety and this underlying emotion that we all have and that we all carry. I believe that anxiety is something that kind of comes onto us at different points of our life. Um, I want to start out with my struggle with anxiety that I've had for many years. It started back when my I was probably 13, um, and I remember being kind of just debilitated by this overwhelming feeling and feeling so afraid. And I remember sitting in my room, I remember just laying there and just wishing the feeling would just go away. And I went to, you know, some different therapies, I did some biofeedback, I talked to some psychologists, psychiatrists, and really all of them just didn't really have an answer. And I felt like, I had this really kind of detached feeling about myself with who I was and it was just a really weird time and being so young, I I didn't really know how to identify with it. So what I did is I just kind of suppressed it and hid it and it kind of turned into this dark secret that I carried around into my adulthood, you know, and I wanted to bring up anxiety because I felt like you know, the longer I hid it and the longer I suppressed it, that maybe on some level it would just go away. And it did, but it would always make its debut at different points in my life when I didn't even expect it to come back. Um, You know, carrying into this anxiety, I just want you guys to think about, you know, in your own life and in your own childhood, if you ever had those feelings of that detached feeling from who you are and kind of this this overwhelming sensation of just, you just don't feel like yourself. And, you know, that's the place that I was and I was there for a long time. But again, I mean, I mean, I hit it, I was really good at hiding it and really good at wearing a mask around it. Um, Getting into my motherhood, um, I still dealt with it. I dealt with it a lot. And, um, you know, having kids that were really young, really needy, you know, having to be a wife and all of these different maternal um, sides to myself, you know, I, I still didn't even know who I was at that time. And my anxiety really was heightened during those early years when my kids were young. And you know, how I got through it is I just kept suppressing. And we kind of talked about that last week, you know, the the si- sitting in silence and suppressing your voice and not really facing who you are. Who is this person looking back at me in the mirror? And I started to take a real deep look at myself. And the way that I was able to get through those times was really just a miracle in itself. And I look back and Um, I just, you know, if you're in that place, I want you to know that you're going to be okay. And there's a lot of amazing tools out there that you can, that can help you to get over your anxiety and to really 
feel like yourself and just feel like, you know, like that time when you were a kid and everything was just easy and everything made sense. That was the place I yearned for so badly when I started to deal with anxiety and deal with depression. And looking back, I want to say, you know, I think the depression really was originated by a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and a lot of feelings that I held on to when I was a kid. You know, starting out with, you know, I had dealt with the divorce of my mom and dad when I was really young and then the divorce of my mom and my stepdad. And right at that same point of my mom and my stepdad divorcing, my grandfather passed away, his mom, so my great grandma passed away, and his brother passed away. So all of these um, grandparents essentially passing away like a month from each other. In addition to that, I was facing the deaths of some pets that I had at home. My life was just turned upside down and I just didn't really know how to deal with it. It was just a lot of feelings and a lot of pain and a lot of letting go of these people and my pets and this life that I had with my family and now going into another stage, which was my mom was a single you know, woman, she had two kids, we were in high school, and it was just a lot of stress. I I can't even imagine what she had to go through. And looking back at that time, you know, I that was when my anxiety really spiked. And I really associate it with trauma, I associate it with that pain. And really just this unknown feeling of, oh my gosh, where's our life going now? Everything made kind of some sense. Now it makes absolutely no sense. And carrying that into, you know, getting married with my own husband and having our kiddos, I had to understand and face this fact that I had a lot of pain and resentment and kind of these harsh feelings I was holding on to from when I was a kid. And the anxiety, to deal with the anxiety, I had to really kind of get to a dark place. And that dark place was a time when my um, I, I had just... My my daughter was probably almost a year. I was just had my second baby, and it was really, really intense. I mean, my kids were so and they needed me physically, mentally, spiritually, and I had to give them my all during this time. And I just remember feeling like, oh my God, if I can just get through the day, can I just get through this moment? And the moment would pass and I would get through it and I would gain just a little bit more strength and just a little bit more strength after that. And eventually I started to feel like I could do this. And then the next thing would come through and I was like, oh God, if I can just get through this, if I can just get through this and I would. And I kept building upon these these hurts and these pains and these fears and these letdowns and these feelings of insecurity and I kept building on those each day and I built, built, built until, you know, I got into, you know, later, a little bit later on in life, which I would say 10 year, fast forward 10 years. And I kind of had this establishment of who I was. And by this time I had three kids and I started to say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to live the way I used to live. I'm going to have purpose. I'm going to have a direction. And slowly my anxiety as I started to go into it and face it head on rather than hiding and trying to kind of sleep it off, I had it, I went straight at it and I thought to myself, I'm going to do something that's going to empower other women 
and really empower other people, whoever can connect with my story. And I started to, you know, write, I started to read, I started to write, and I kept working through this process of reading and writing. And I came into this arena of, oh my God, this is who I am. This is who I was meant to be. And I started to get a really cool flashback as I was going through this time. And it was a flashback of myself sitting at the kitchen table when I was probably three or four years old. I really didn't know how to write at the time. And I remember sitting there with a little old pad of paper and a pencil just writing. I remember just writing symbols and I didn't even know what I was writing, but it was basically a line with a circle on top, a line with a circle on top. And I remember my mom coming over and saying, oh my goodness, look at you writing. And I said, oh yes. And I I remember feeling at that moment that I was a writer, that I was an author. And then as time went on, I kind of forgot about that girl of what she was and who she was. And I started to become really sad at wanting to reconnect with her. And as I said, fast forwarding into later on in my adult life here, I was able to tap into her again. I was able to pull those feelings back and just reevaluate and establish her in my adulthood. I was able to take that little girl who was so vulnerable and who had so much courage and bring her into my adulthood. And the funny thing is, is we hold hands now as we go through this journey of writing and me becoming more evolved as an author. And I just really wanted to tell the story and the confession of sometimes you do feel lost and sometimes life is going to throw things at you that you weren't even expecting. And knowing that if you can get through each moment day by day and just embrace that time you have with yourself, and overcome it moment by moment and take the steps forward and you can accomplish truly the dream you had when you were first here on this earth. When you go back to that child, yes, there's pain, yes, there's regret, yes, there's resentment, sure, but there's also this little child that was you, that had this vulnerability and had this courage toward life to accomplish a dream, a goal, some desire. I want you to take a moment today to look back at that child and remember who they were. Remember what was important to them at that time. Remember that feeling of the carefreeness that they had when the wind would pass by them or when it would rain and they would run out in the rain and and just play in the puddles. That's really the essence you want to bring into your adulthood. It's feeling carefree again. It's letting go of all of the baggage that has held you down for so many years. It's connecting to that inner essence that is you, that soul, that beautiful light that always is there and is illuminating each step of the way. But you can't lose sight of that child, 
that that young little one who, again, had all of these seeds of greatness, because you still are that child. You still are that beautiful essence. And, you know, continuing forward as I look on to this future, I'm so excited and so much in open arms of what's to come next, because I know that facing my fear of anxiety and really depression at its darkest times, facing it head on and knowing that I'm going to walk through that darkness regardless of what it's going to look like on the other side, that is what courage is. That is what strength is. And that is what's going to ultimately catapult us forward into this new future and into this new light that is waiting for us to partake in. This life and the journey that we all take is going to be different, but yet it's the same. We all have to face our fears. We all have to go through some really tough times, and we're going to all have to lose parts of ourself along the way. But know this. Know that at the end of the day, you're still you. You still have this light energy in you that is guiding you forward. And if you embrace that and you give thanks to that and you give ultimate gratitude for that, you are going to live your life on your terms. You are going to live the life that you truly thought and you dreamt about. And that's going to give you this bliss. Bliss is nothing more than this joy and this extreme happiness you have inside. When you open up that lock of yourself and you let that door just come open, you let that light come out and flood the world. You are light at the end of the day. You are the sun in your little universe. And when you can bring forth your joy and your bliss and your happiness, you start to live in a way that feels good. And you stop worrying about the things that you can't control. Most of life you will not be able to control. But the one thing that you can control is yourself. And when you start to align with that idea that you can control the steps you have in front of you and you are the creator of your future, you start to live on purpose and you start to embrace all that you are inside and you let the world see that. When you walk into that space and you walk into that light, you are really living and you're truly living on purpose. And within this confession, it kind of took some different turns, but at the end of the day, I walked through anxiety. And now I learned to walk hand in hand with it because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of those dark feelings. I'm not afraid of what it's going to lead me to because I know at the end of that tunnel, there is light. And anxiety is a temporary obstacle that sometimes we just have to get over. And sometimes the quickest way to get over it is to just breathe. It's to be present with who you are and present with the time and the reality that you're in. 
and to embrace it for what it is. And know too that life is leaving you symbols and omens and different experiences along the way to guide you toward your future. And your future is bright, your future is beautiful, and your future is filled with bliss and joy and happiness. And all you have to do is go along on that little river and stay afloat, even when the rapids come and even when there's rocks in the way. Go around, but always continue moving forward. When you start fighting that current and you start trying to go the opposite way of that river, you're going to find yourself in a really tough place because eventually that boat's going to go back the other way and you have to continue to move with it. And life is that same concept. Life is moving forward. Regardless of what you do today, tomorrow it's still going to go forward. And it's up to you to hold it by the reins and take control of that boat. Take control of that space that you are in right now and create it in a way that feels good to you. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about what happened a year or two ago. That is in the past right now. And all you have to do is focus on the future. Focus on where you're headed. When you have a destination, which is a goal, a dream, a desire, go toward that rather than going toward all of this other mess. The mess is going to always be there. Those are obstacles. Those are distractions. But when you stay afloat and you go around them, you're going to find that you're living. You're actually living the life that you dreamed. And you are all on a journey of life. You're all journeying in this earth towards something. And that something is you. It's to enjoy the life you're living, enjoy the experiences along the way, and embrace what they teach you. Not every lesson is going to be, oh, this is beautiful. Each lesson is going to be slightly different, but it's going to still be important to your journey, to your growth, to your evolution. And when you can take that and cultivate out and create from that space, You're going to have an amazing garden come spring. You're going to have all of these desires and goals start popping up. And all you have to do is just enjoy them and embrace them and protect them. Learn to also protect your energy. Learn that when negativity comes through to release it at once. When negativity comes at you in a way that doesn't feel right, bless it and let it go on its way. Not every single thing in life is meant for you. Sometimes it's just blowing by and you just have to kind of let it continue to blow by. You don't have to grab every single negative thing that comes your way. Trust me, there's going to be a lot and there's going to always be a lot, but there's also good along the way. And when you can hold on to the good and dump out that negativity, you're going to really start to feel happy. You're going to start to feel your bliss and you're going to start to live from a place of joy. Within this closing of this podcast and within this episode, I just want to thank each and every one of you. And I really want you to all to understand that you do have a purpose. And if you are sitting in anxiety and depression, know this, that every single day that you face that anxiety, every single day that you face your depression, you are becoming stronger. You are becoming 
full of this strength and full of this inner light that's going to help you to overcome all of those things and those obstacles along the way. I wish you an amazing day and to really cultivate out and create from a space that is pure and full of love and joy. And until next time, have an amazing day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Mom. My name is Karina and today we're going to discuss one of my very favorite topics, which is the journey of life. It's the journey of how we got to where we are today and the stepping stones and the pathway in which cultivated us to become who we are. When I started to think about the journey and really how this could relate to confessions of a mom, I thought, what better place to share my journey than right here with you? You see, I grew up in a very small town outside of the Twin Cities in Minnesota, and I grew up in an amazing trailer park. I mean, we grew up in a place where it was kind of this fun camping style environment, and my mom and my dad kind of had us when they were pretty young, and we just enjoyed life. We had a great childhood there and had lots of fun friends. Um, shortly thereafter, my parents did decide to get divorced because they were so young. They decided to move their separate ways, and my mom went ahead and remarried, and we went into, from a trailer house, we went into a regular suburban house, which was a dream come true. We had forests, we had ponds, we had all of this yard space. We just had an amazing time there. And, you know, through that, my mom, you know, went through another divorce and we again moved into another amazing home and, you know, had a really fun childhood. And, you know, all those stepping stones along the way, I look back at, you know, everything my mom went through as a mom and really, you know, I'm going to have her come on too and kind of put out her confessions of what happened and, you know, how she felt during those times. But I always felt like, you know, my mom was such a strong, amazing human who had this, these superhuman strengths and these kind of these powers to just get through these situations, help to move us through them. And, you know, trying to deal with teenagers at the time, I can only imagine what she'd gone through. And, you know, as we went through that time in that space with my mom, I can remember many moments of her coming to me crying, coming to me feeling, you know, overwhelmed and um, just trying to be there and be this person that was stable for her. And, you know, she went on to do amazing things as well. Um, But then journeying into when I uh, first met my husband and decided to start a family, that was a big transition point for me because I was at a point where I knew I didn't want to have a certain type of life and I wanted another pathway for myself. And so going to college, getting a degree and meeting my husband and kind of cultivating out this space, you know, the the new life was going to be leave behind your your education that you, you know, had in college and be a stay-at-home mom and do the do the things that that will bring forth with you. And that was exciting and appealing at first, and I really did hone into it, but you know, not too long into it, it turned into be quite the challenge and really 
quite the emotional, um, just this emotional time for me. And I didn't know kind of where to turn or what to think of it because you're placed, you know, you're young, you have these, a, a child and they don't come with a manual and you, you kind of feel lost in a sense and you just are giving your all and in those early months you don't sleep, <laughs> you don't, you know, you, you don't do anything but care for this baby and it's it's kind of a traumatic time if you think about it, like you're thrown into this situation and you just have to deal with it, but it's kind of the beauty of life and really the beauty of the human being and how we can cope and how we can adapt and how we have to become a mom or a parent at that time when that baby's born. And going from no child to having a child, that was, I don't know, I don't know, 15 steps in between for me, I had to skip over. And what it taught me is is having a, a child when I was young, um, and I'm saying young, like within my 20s, it really, it made me become more aware and awakened to, wow, this is real. And now there's another human being that depends on me. And I remember thinking in those early days, oh my gosh, this is very, very, very hard. And this is testing every ounce of my human being as well as my soul being. I felt this so deep in my core of, I had to learn patience, I had to learn selflessness, I had to learn to love. And I didn't even really love myself at the time. I just got kind of got thrown into this situation and I had to kind of figure that out. And I would say my confession here is the lack of love I had for myself, but at the same time, I was giving so much love that I didn't have anything else for myself in return. So, you know, looking back at that time and and maybe for some of you who have younger kids, giving yourself some grace and giving yourself some time to reflect on who you are and to give yourself some unconditional love. You may have made some mistakes in the past or whatever was it was. And to say, I forgive myself in this place and I'm going to move on into this next chapter with kindness, with patience, and with forgiveness. And ultimately, with an extreme, just abundance of love for myself. And when you can start to fill your cup up with that love and that tangibility and that presence of just pure bliss, you'll start to feel better. You'll start to be able to enjoy that time with your kids or if you have pets, whatever that may be, it allows you to feel at a deeper level this love and respect for yourself which will outpour into love and respect for others. This process does take time. And I'm the first one to say that it's taken me almost 20 years to figure this out, but it's okay. We all figure it out when the time is right and when we are ready to embrace what it is life wants to teach us at that moment. And I feel like as I 
continue to move through my life and I flow with this sort of river that I'm flowing onto and into, I feel like things start to make sense. I think the older you get, life begins to unfold in a way where it guides you to exactly where it needs you to go. Now, if you feel like you're someone who's always fighting that resistance and is always just uptight and upset, I suggest you just need to take a moment and pause and just breathe and put your hand on your heart and just be in this moment with me right now. Because your life does matter. Your presence to your family and to your group of friends and to whoever may be around you, you matter more than you may know and may under, may ever understand because your presence on this earth was very specific for this time and this place you weren't born in the 1920s or or even earlier than that you were born at this moment and you're living life right now in this way so when you start to move through and you become more aware of your feelings and your love for yourself, you'll start to live from a place where you have, you feel like you have purpose and you feel like you have something to give and you have something to offer to this life. And that's really the gift in itself. I think we're given gifts through children, through pets, through family, through friends, but ultimately the greatest gift is being able to identify that gift inside of you that you get to give to others. And the gift you can give to anyone is just your presence and your your listening ear and just your time. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel valued and validated. And when someone's not feeling valued, oftentimes you find them where they're having a lot of pain or they're having a lot of outbursts or they're just not happy. And when you find someone like that, rather than just disregarding them or kind of, you know, shunning them in a sense and just not wanting to participate in their presence, go into their presence, lean into them and offer them your love and your respect and your kindness and show them the gratitude in your heart, even though sometimes those people are really hard to be around, but that's almost the greatest gift you can give somebody is give to those in need. Give to those who need you to just be a part of them at that moment. And as your kids get older and they age, it becomes less, they become less physically needy to you and more mentally in need of you and to be in need of just you being there and being present and listening. Not always questioning, but sometimes it's just listening. And we've all fallen short of that at times, and I'm the first to say that I do that. And what I'm learning is, is what my kids teach me, is they teach me that sometimes I should just not say anything and just listen to what they say because they just want to just get out that energy they've held on to all day, and they just want my time and just for me to look into their eyes and just be there with them. And I guess that's kind of the greatest gift you can give your kids. Yes, you can give them material things. Yes, you can give them all of these experiences. But at the end of the day, what is it that's going to, what is it that they're going to remember 
of your legacy. They're going to remember the times you spent together and those times where you were able to just sit. And really, flipping that around, those are the moments that you're going to remember with your kids. You're going to remember just them being there and sitting there and being present. And those are the small moments that we so often take for granted is the moments in between the big experiences. Those quiet moments of just nothing, of just being still and being present with each other. I think that when you can live in that place and truly this year is going to be a a testament to that for me is just to be present with those who are around me and when I can feel that their vibratory energy is off or you know they're they're snapping or whatever it may be I'm just gonna sit and listen and become the listener in the room rather than the one who's dominating the room and I think you'll find power in that statement of just being still and listening and smiling in a real wholehearted gratitude way because your kids are going to look to that and really the people around you are going to look to that as honor as wisdom and as truly someone they want to be like and want to model that behavior through and as a human being we all know that we have vast emotions and we can become irritated very easily but it's really in the control of your emotions that you start to see the value you have in being the calm in the storm being the calm in the 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 water that's all rippled and it's being the calm of your family let your kids take that with them into adulthood let them take the listening ear the kind gesture the kind word and the unlimited, unconditional love. I think if we strive for that and we strive to become one with them in a sense, we start to raise kids that really genuinely want to help and contribute back to this amazing earth that we live in. And going into the confession, you know, I I didn't really know how it was going to play out, but I'm so grateful that I was able to put forth that, you know, sometimes you're not going to be perfect. And a lot of times I'm not perfect in how I want to be as a parent and as a mom. But what I'm learning now and through learning through my kids as my teachers is I'm learning that I do have value and that loving myself and kind of flowing forth that love onto them by being a good listener, by forgiving right away, and not holding on to any sort of resentment and knowing that when they do speak, even if it is unkind, to let that just roll on and roll down that river and know that the cleanness of who they really are and that pureness of love is always present. You just have to sit and listen and wait and give love and foster that beautiful seed that you gave birth to and that you have in your life. And with that said, I send you off with this. Know that 
at the end of the day, what you do and how you do it is always being watched and live from a place of kindness and love and learn to just listen sometimes even when it's hard. So until next week, have an amazing rest of your week and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.